Welcome back to Vaguely Cultured. I'm Emily. And I'm Jacqueline. And this is part two of Casey Anthony, Where the Truth Lies, which I gotta say is a very clever name. Where the (laughs) Truth Lies. Reminds me of What Lies Beneath. What Lies Beneath. It's like a double entendre to me. I'm like, mm, that don't make no sense because it's not the truth if you're lying, but okay. We left off with Casey uh, having the most honest moment we've had thus far. And it was, she ends the episode, episode one, with, I lied, but no one asked why and no one cared why, which I said prior in the episode. Nobody really gives a shit why you lied, but we have to give a shit why you lied in order to figure out what the hell happened in this entire thing. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of torn uh, within all that. Um, I'm like, why would why would we care about your issues? When Why are you lying? I don't know. But like at the same time, you have to understand her issues to understand why she lied, but you don't really care, but you have to care in order to get to the bottom of it. It's, it's very frustrating. I feel like even with her lie, like, I don't think she gave us a clear enough answer on why she lied. Yeah, she went into the whole, you know, abuse scandal, but still it's like, I, I feel like she's not really giving us the answer on why she lied oh it's just because it's something that i've known growing up whatever but she says and her friends say that she was told by they they told me to lie they told me to say this they told me to do this and claims that they is her father george anthony yeah And she's not afraid to speak up against her abuser. Now, again, I feel like she's using the Me Too movement for her advantage, whereas she made these claims prior to in the trial, which Mm -hmm. we find out that she didn't know her lawyer was going to use that until it came out of his mouth in court. Um, So that was interesting. Um, Oh, yeah. I remember. So I I didn't watch the full trial because at the time I was almost 21 and I just didn't give a shit. But I did catch in on some of it. And I remember whenever the whole they were asking George, I think, did you, in fact, uh, abuse Casey? Did you, in fact, um, uh, sexually abuse Casey? Like, I remember it was such a thing that was brought up. And still at the time, it's just like. I didn't believe that he did anything. I mean, maybe maybe he was trying to help his mm-hmm. daughter in the long run. But there was a lot of things about George Anthony that really pissed me off with, with this documentary. I think the biggest thing is that he... So Casey Anthony, because, you know, once they found her remains, which we'll, we'll talk about her remains here shortly, but once they found her... She was uh, up for the first degree murder. Like, there has to be a reason why for uh, the death penalty. But the thing about George and Anthony is that he, in interviews, was all about the innocence of his daughter. My daughter was a good mother. My daughter this. During all of that stuff there, he was pushing for the death penalty for his daughter. Yeah, he's (sighs) very back and forth, which nobody noticed until later on, which we'll get to that blogger, which was so fascinating. Oh, fascinating. Uh, Basically, she, she, he says, she's innocent. I don't believe she hurt her. 
X, Y, and Z, and yet was the prosecution's main witness for the grand jury, which led to her being indicted for first-degree murder and being on basically... Eligible for the death row. And that is just baffling. So he's telling the media, oh, I love her. She's innocent. She could never do this. Telling law enforcement and everybody else on behind the scenes, oh, she did this. She's lying. I don't know what she did. Blah, blah, blah. And then going to Casey and being like, I love you. Everything's okay. You're going to be fine. And then pretty much once the trial starts, he is, he's like their main person, main witness or whatever, which he still claims to not have seen them until what, the 16th or something. It, it, there's so many inconsistencies and no one seems to have put them together. But now we're kind of seeing them and understanding that this is sketch. OK, this is not making there is at least enough reasonable doubt here. I, I'm curious if there's enough reasonable doubt to open it up the investigation and explore it further going down this rabbit hole because they didn't go down this rabbit hole. Well, because you have to understand though, during the trial though, like no one put two and two together. Mm-hmm. No one did because they just assume like, here's this ex cop who was a loving father, a loving grandfather. Who By just, all who accounts wants, is a loving yeah. X, Y, and Z, but no actual evidence. And you think being. that, I don't know about you, but if I was living in a household when something happened to a family member, don't you think they should go X, Y, and Z and grab everyone's phone records, everyone's whereabouts with an alibi? Where were you at this time? You know, they did it for Casey, but they didn't do it for George or the mother. One guy in the trial says that they did pull his phone records, but they didn't pull, they didn't pull his pings. Oh my like god. Like they did Casey's. So they don't know his That was location. a big mistake on their end. Yes. But big they mistake. could they should in theory be able to still do that. I don't know if things just disappear like isn't it in the cloud? Law, they I don't know by law they can't because since this case is closed, is I it I now? don't know. I so I really don't know because I <laughs> you're not a lawyer, but I think like you know once once a case is closed, you, you can't really dabble into it. You can obviously charge them with something else. It's still unsolved. Though. I guess it's still unsolved. So I think it, even though she was acquitted, it's still unsolved. So thusly, it should still be able to be opened. The only thing is, is that you can't re-prosecute Casey because then you start to hit double jeopardy. You could charge her with something new. But George is wide open. That is true. They can they can go for his jugular, but I mean he's like an eighty some year old man or something. But who gives a shit? I just don't feel like the prosecutors in the state of Florida. I think they still believe that Casey Anthony did it, oh, and yeah. they they aren't gonna they aren't gonna go after George because they. I still think that they think George didn't have anything to do with it. Yes. So, but being a unbiased person looking at it in every direction the first thing you do when a child goes missing is look at the entire family and that's what they did not do they looked at it basically on paper and were like yeah this checks out and their little validation is oh he's a good man he's a former cop i think it was also word of mouth 
it was word of mouth too like oh i didn't do this i was so and so here and it's just like it but and then of course the whole thing with casey how she was just constantly kept lying that just sounded sketch to be going so i feel like of course they're not gonna go after cindy and george because of the fact that here's casey that just sounds sketch as shit already lying about whereabouts yes but she admits she's yeah. crazy and she admits to have misled the investigation yeah. At this point, it's November 8th. They're searching for the body. You know, her family is constantly calling and they're like, are we going to find Kaylee? And she's like, I sure hope so. But she's looking at her dad the Mm -hmm. whole time. And she claims to have believed that Kaylee was alive during this entire Well, and there's nothing that she could do because she was in jail. You know, there's nothing she can do about looking for her or whatever. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Which some things with the car don't make sense in that time period but they made it seem like the smell happened they found the car after she was already in jail but they found the car before she was in jail so it's a little confusing well, well then, then the, apparently she ran out of gas with her car and then her dad was supposed to pick up the car yeah this other thing says that the car was impounded mm-hmm. i remember that one i remember that so one. at what point was the car impounded versus when she ran out of gas and her dad told her to leave it there? A, I want to see text message records of her dad telling her to leave the car there unless it was a phone call. Maybe the timestamp, I don't know. And then maybe the cell phone pings of George getting the car. Where was the car found when it was impounded? You know what, though? With the whole pinging with the cell phone, I really think that we have every right to know where he was. If he was in any area in that location where Kaylee was found in the woods, if he was peeing. Well, it was right by their house. It was 15 houses down. It was less than a quarter of a mile away from the house. They could still ping him where? What time did it ping X, Y, and Z? Obviously, it had to happen within those 31 days that that child had to have been put into that wooded area. I mean, we all have a right to know. Casey has a right to know, too. I mean, at the end of the day. I don't know if we have the right, but I think there's enough suspicion to pull a warrant to pull the phone records. I mean, it's it's worth it. What's the worst that could happen? At the end of the day, Kay, we, Kaylee deserves justice and for the world for the world to know what happened to her so that she is finally put at rest and finally able and that the, at least the matter is put to rest yes whether whoever it was you know it just it comes down to kaylee and the fact is is that everyone's dicking around and they said okay casey did it whether she did or not good investigator is supposed to look at every option and and go down those and as the evidence takes away those options, you're left with what? And based off of the limited evidence that we have there, we are really left with the family. Mm-hmm. It's so it's just frustrating that they they settled on this and didn't even really 
look anywhere else, even if it didn't go anywhere. Well, that's so funny, too. Like, the family still act, was really sketch to begin with, too. It wasn't just Casey. It was the mom was acting sketch. You know, the dad definitely mm-hmm. was acting, acting sketch. The brother, which I think the brother was in and out of this whole scenario with the... Because I don't think... Obviously, he didn't live there at the time. Mm-hmm. But still, like, I, a good investigator, like you said, if this child lived at this house... And obviously there was pointing fingers back and forth. My dad, this, my dad, whatever, Casey, whatever. Everybody should be, get treated the same way. You look at them the same way by pulling everything, the the call records, where they were at, you know, text message records. Innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. And time and time and time and time again, at least here in America, it is not the case. It is guilty until proven innocent. Yep. And uh, it's it's really, really hard. Um, uh, it's, it's frustrating. Yeah. Because even no matter what you think about it or whatever your opinion is, we have to look at it from a legal perspective. It's not whether you did it or not. It's what you can prove. Yeah. And since obviously no one's being honest about it, we have to look at the facts as we are given. So prior to during this court case, we're going off the word of George during this documentary, we're going off the word of Casey and it's kind of a damned if you do damned if you don't situation, either way you look at it, but we're taking the information we have and we're going with it. So the day Kaylee disappeared, the day that we really want to know about, She says she doesn't remember much. At this point, she says she doesn't remember much. But magically, later on, she seems to have very clear ideas about things that happen. So, again, this is another little lie Mm -hmm. placed with her truth, which is equally frustrating and makes her hard to believe. She claims to protect herself. I wrote down, this kind of feels like Amber Heard. (laughs) It does, though. And now that you brought it, it does. It doesn't feel genuine. It feels rehearsed. Like, there are parts oh. of it where it's, you're just like, cringe. I I don't fully believe Amber Heard either. Um, not to get too far off the case. Um, That'll be a good another documentary down the road is the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp case. Oh, Ooh, yes, because I watched all of that. I watched most of it. Ooh. But anyways, but the similarity is it didn't feel genuine and it felt like a performance, but it was a better performance than Amber Heard gave, which is funny for a so-called actress. Um, (laughs) But anyway, um, now I do know that whereas in the court case for Amber Heard, you have ones it's live and this is cut. So I don't know. Again, I don't know if that's them cutting and starting and stopping makes it feel less genuine or or what um so the morning of she says that she didn't feel feel well and went to go lie down and had kaylee with her says she was a light sleeper apparently not and reminds us of the abuse again as to being why she's a light sleeper i i do understand being alert when your kid is in the bed like Mm -hmm. When your kid's in the bed with you, you know, that kind of sixth sense is usually. You can feel off. when they, you, you can feel when they move, you can feel like when they get out of bed and you wake up, you're like, no, you gotta come back in bed with me. And she, she even said that she put the pillows up to where it prevented her from falling off the bed. Um, 
which is a very mom thing to do. She thought she locked the door, but apparently not, which I was like, why would you lock the door? But at the same time, if you're living with an abuser, why wouldn't you lock the door? So I guess she didn't lock the door. Um, And dad, George, woke her up asking her where Kaylee was. And she was like, what do you mean? She's not next to me. And Kaylee always told her when she was going anywhere, like, I'm going to the bathroom. I'm I'm going over here. I'm going over there. See, that's what my son does. He he will tell me everywhere. He, I'm a point wherever he's going. Say, I'm going over here, dear, here. I always knew where my child was at because my son was the same way. Mm-hmm. And uh. she says that Kaylee knows that she wasn't supposed to be in the house by herself or, you know, like out and about roaming around, especially since they have a pool. But on the other hand, I do know that grandpa's home. You have to remember, this is a two, three-year-old kid. And if grandpa opens the door and is like, shh, don't wake mommy. Come, let's go hang out. Let's get some ice cream. Let's play. Or if, if you're awake, let's watch TV. Let's hang out. And my mom my mom did the same thing with my kid. Hey, come hang out with me, you know, all the time. My daughter adores my father. So you, you he just has to peek in, open the door, and she's she'd be right out. <laughs> Not a care in the yeah. world. And if you're in a deep enough um sleep because you don't feel well or just even in a deep enough sleep you're not gonna really notice um Mm -hmm. but at that point grandpa you are responsible another adult is in the house with your kid and they know everyone knows you're taking a nap you are then responsible for that child Mm -hmm. so this is the first time where I really felt like she's being genuine and there's more emotion and concern like her body language shifts your your biasness is starting to come down so they're running around the house looking for her rampant and she comes around it says that she sees kaylee in her dad's arms soaking wet so he magically knew where she was all of a sudden i guess he was looking on the side that casey wasn't it just doesn't add up it doesn't add up at all so i'm assuming she drowned at this point and she says that her dad's blaming her, like, you you let this happen. I can only imagine the sh- state of shock you're in. Oh, of course, of course. And that's probably what Casey was, and she was probably in, like, there's her daughter, like, looks, she looks lifeless. Limp, wet, cold body, just in complete shock. And your dad's sitting there, you did this. My first thing in my brain is anger. Be like, the fuck I did. I was asleep. You did this. You weren't watching her. Where the fuck were you? How did this happen? Like, what the fuck happened? Like, how did she even get in the pool? Like, what? How is this my fault when I was asleep? If she left the room, it's because you probably led her. Like, it just doesn't. (laughs) My brain goes into, (laughs) like, that's where my brain goes. Yeah. You know, into... Because I can't even fathom the sorrow and just the heartbreak and empty gut feeling. I hope to never have to experience that kind oh, of God, right? anything. But with that being said, I can understand having almost a psychotic break in that moment. She says her dad takes Kaylee from her and says everything will be okay. So, George, you already have a plan. 
So my thing is like, okay, so when you mean everything is okay, are you going to call 911, have them come, get see what's going like on type gonna of thing? Ta- you're going to take you're care gonna, of Because it. obviously I'm in complete shock right now that this is going on. Like, I, that's what I would have initially thought if I was Casey and my dad saying everything's going to be okay, takes my daughter. I would just assume maybe he's going to get her to the emergency room or call 911. Some, something is going to happen. Because yeah. I don't know. Start CPR something. Something, like, yeah. I instead of just taking her She just completely shut down and was like I could understand I guess her. in such shock. I um, yeah. Ooh. And she says that she believed that he, when he said everything was gonna be okay because she wanted everything to be okay. And that I can believe like I feel like I would be more responsible <laughs> in that moment, but I don't know. And I hope to never have to know. Right. I can believe and understand being in such shock and just awe of what the fuck just happened, especially when you just wake up and everything was just yeah, okay. Yeah. And, and then just completely kind of disassociating and letting this person who you're used to being kind of the leader taking over. I mean, he was a former cop. Why wouldn't he, I would expect well, you to know. That's the thing though, that just makes it so crazy. He's a former fucking cop. He should know the protocols on what to CPR. He should get into cop mode. I know he's in grandpa mode. Get into fucking cop mode. You know what you need to do in order to either save a life or do what you need to do to get this life saved. Like I just, uh... You're so fucking it's cop very man. yeah. Oh. That alone oh. makes it very very damning that your first instinct is to blame your oh. daughter and to <sighs> if you take it the way the documentary eventually it continues to set this up, it is essentially the first tactic of manipulation he uses to essentially control her in this situation. He broke her psyche and he's like stepping in a. I'm the hero. Everything's going to be okay. Okay. Listen to me. Do exactly as I say, and everything will be okay. I don't know if he. Ex- I don't know if he explicitly said she's going to be okay, to where that's why she believed that she was still alive, or what. But it, it takes you in a different direction, um, if you're at least open to an idea that Casey didn't just do this by herself um what's the alternative at this point like that happened to kaylee it was relatively speculatory what happened like if we had some soft tissue and stuff we could tell okay her lungs were drowned x y and z whatever Mm -hmm. so i would love to see that's why i'm watching this other thing is because i want to see the evidence from the evidence that we see it's very circumstantial yeah because with the evidence it's it, it was barely just a few little items with her but we'll get into that when we they find her but uh, i don't know yeah it, it's, i really i that whole part really fucked it's me for cuckoo a second bananas because it's as simple as if this really was just an accident whether she was asleep and you weren't paying attention or not it's as simple as making a phone call and having paramedics and police come out having an autopsy done, rolling it an accident, and being done with it. Why? Yeah, and especially if we live in the state of Florida, and, and especially if we live in the state of Florida where drowning is the number one accident deaths 
for children. Yeah. Like it would have been done, put behind us, let's move on type of thing. And then the grieving process would be different. Why, why do all of this? Like, because that's not what happened. I don't think that's I mean, what that would happen though. So I have a hard time believing that it was something super malicious because there was no broken bones that we know of. Again, there was no soft tissue, so we don't know of any bruising or abrasions, but there was no abrasions deep enough to have scratched the bones. There was no broken bones. There was no bruised bones. And even on her, and even on her skull, like there was no signs of trauma. If, from my understanding, they never mentioned I mean, anything about trauma away with her. Cause of death one by one, which it was ultimately ruled homicide by undetermined manners. And with this other show on Peacock, the case of um, Casey Anthony, the medical examiner says basically because of how she was found in the circumstances surrounding it is why it's homicide, which is a good point. Because of all the stuff that was found with her. She was in a laundry bag inside two garbage bags, which was duct, tape, duct tape shut. But they found, they, they claimed that they found the duct tape on her. So they automatically thought that maybe there was duct tape wrapped around her face. Cause that's how, cause with all the decomp and all that, like that's what now, they're. In the documentary, they say that it's possible that when the skull was removed from the bag, that duct tape from the bag transferred to her i don't really yeah they show an image where it's like wrapped around her and that's really confusing so that's another kind of question mark in all of this that is the only people who will know are the people in the investigation who have access to such images um yeah so speaking of so speaking of Kaylee, so they did find her remains on December eleventh, uh, two thousand eight, roughly about six six or seven months after the initial uh, call of her going missing happened, um, and that's where like like you said they found her with like two bags. Mm-hmm. She was in a garbage bag, and then there was duct tape wrapped around it. Um, and they show an image of Casey whenever she was coming into the police office, the station with her sitting there. And then of course they had the live feed of, you know, saying that, you know, Kay- Kaylee was found, um, or remains were found and mm-hmm. you could see her. That's when she ultimately breaks down because here you are. She probably just assumed that, you know, she kept hearing that Kaylee's going to be okay. She'll be all right. She'll, everything will be fine. Every, that's all she heard. Everything will be fine. Everything will be fine. And even with footage of whenever she was in jail and they had like the phone call footage of her talking to her parents, clearly, George, everything's going to be fine. Everything's going to be fine. Yeah. So the footage, though, you don't know if she's losing but, it mm-hmm. because she's caught or if because she can't believe that everything's okay. Yeah. Because Kaylee was found. Like, it, you, you don't know. Like, she does lose her shit. Oh, yeah. Um, and this is just so hard as a mom. <laughs> and I, I even without kids, this is hard. And it's just I can't really be anything but infuriated. I can't understand why she couldn't get past her fear and get to anger. <laughs> but again, I, I haven't been through that kind of trauma, so I can't understand the headspace to put myself in there to feel anything but anger uh, especially especially with like you know the whole apparent accident that happened and george kept telling hey everything's gonna be fine you know and then she's in shock but once she's out of shock 
and you hear that, you know, no 911 was called or whatever, don't you think that, you know what, fuck this, I'm going to call 911 myself and explain what happened and wondering why my father and my father did not call, you know, just you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I, you uh, know, yeah, uh, you know, what's really fucked up is how and when the remains were found. So we don't hear this in this documentary, but if, again, if referencing the case against Casey Anthony, um, there's a man named Donald Crump or something. I don't know, something like that. He called in August claiming to have found a suspicious bag with something in it in, in that area in August. And he called three times. And essentially the last time when a cop came out was pretty, pretty much blew him off. And they were like, we already searched this. And the cops say that that's because at this point we weren't looking for a body. We were looking for a missing child, which it doesn't fucking matter. It's right down the road from their house. It's right down the road from their house. Like, so in December, four months later, he goes back. It's still there, has his supervisor call. And that's the call that you hear saying that they found this. And it turns out to be. Question, question. Body. So so if you were that person and you initially called in August, are you the type of person to be curious and you would go up to the back and kind of peek in there to see what it I is? I think after the you know? third, second or third phone call, I probably would. The first time, no. Because that's I'm that person. I'm that person. Obviously, if it doesn't look like it's a bomb or anything, but if, if there's something suspicious and, you know, you try calling and no one's going to go, well, fuck it, I'm going to go peek myself. To see what it is, because obviously I'm, it has nothing to do with me. I'm just a, a bystander, a civilian going on a walk or a hike, whatever the fuck this guy was doing. And you open up the bag, and, and mind you, if they would have went in August, in August, there would have been soft there tissue. Would, there would have been mud. No, there would have been enough soft tissue because she would have been heavily decomposed, but she would still be intact in a way, and not in skeletal remains. At least come more December. than what she was when she was found, because. See, she went missing June, July. The guy found the bag in August. Now it is Florida. Yeah, the heat does not help. A swampy area. And during that time, they had Tropical Storm Fay, which hit pretty hard, which is part of why they didn't, when people did come out to look, they didn't see it because they were told not to look in X amount of water or some shit. So on top of everything else, you have water and heat and humidity and wildlife affecting the remains. But you never but you never know though. This she was packed away pretty well. I mean, she was packed away in how many bags? Plus a garbage bag, typed up with duct tape. I just at the end of the day, uh, the most damning thing which happens I think in episode 3, but I'm going to go ahead and bring it up anyway, is Lee comes out of the woodworks and says how daddy used to dispose of dead pets. That fucked me. <laughs> Two trash bags, a blanket, and duct tape. How was Kaylee Marie Anthony found? Found the exact same Trash way. bags, duct tape, blanket. Now, my first initial reaction is is she's disposed of with a blanket that shows care. Um, so the, automatically you're like family member, somebody who had a connection with her to lay her to rest with a blanket. But hearing that he did it with the pets too, 
it just shows no regard toward and especially this is his granddaughter oh, mind you this would never fucking happen on my end i my child will have the, uh, the biggest memorial service known to man my child would not be thrown away like trash because at the end of the day that child was thrown away like trash regardless if it was wrapped up in a blanket or so yeah. you threw that baby in the fucking wooded area by your house mind you not thinking you know first of all if you're gonna dispose of a body do it better just saying yeah. just saying i'm not trying to put it out there but <laughs> if you look at it now it looks completely different apparently but it was like a lot of foliage it is florida and anything then has happened some people say that there was water when she was disposed of other people say there wasn't and then water rose and so by the time that it was december a lot of the a lot of the foliage had like died down so it was more clear to see but still, the guy saw in August that there was something there, and the thing was still there come December. Their, I just, their claim was uh, there was uh, thousands of tips and stuff, and so it was hard to cipher through. But the fact that it was right down the road from the house should have been at least more thoroughly taken seriously. No regard. So she claims to have been brainwashed through this, which you can understand through trauma. Um, we hear from dr croup which i was like i would really love to hear all of this from a psychologist and here they are with the psychologist she was tested um four times for her psychopathy uh and for the safe um, yeah, yeah she's crazy and she really passed all of them she you she's not a psychopath she's not a sociopath she was tested by multiple psychiatrists as well now she did had no sign of psychosis but she did show signs that were equivalent to a person who has been abused um in pathological lying which is a basically a symptom rather than it's not a diagnosis but it does accompany a lot of different mental illnesses so i think it's very strange that she didn't have any psychosis i think there is some thing there um but i don't know i'm not the professional and right. so we have multiple psychologists saying that her behavior makes sense for a person who has had a lifetime of such abuse um she basically admits all of this abuse and comes to terms with it while she's in jail to robin mc Donald or Robin Adams, um, who was in jail for conspiracy to traffic marijuana, which I find very fascinating that Casey and this woman were both in solitary confinement. Someone who's who's there for possibly killing her child, and then someone here who was just who had marijuana. Like that's just yeah, that makes sense. Now, I my rationale for Casey being in solitary is for her own safety. Like you can't be in gin pop as baby killer. You won't make it to try. But it, but it was really <laughs> crazy with, with her, her um, the person that she was talking to in jail and all that. She even wrote to her saying that all this abuse, like she was able, she was comfortable enough to tell her, you know, about what happened and just saying about just how her past and how she was abused I as a child. About that. And what we know about being in solitary confinement, and we were all in quarantine. We had a sliver. Yeah of solitary and if you were alone you especially did there are studies about what happens to a person's yeah. uh, psychopathy when they are in solitary confinement so you have no choice essentially but 
to self-reflect and to kind of dig into that. Now, here's the problem, though. In episode three, he claims to have been or building up to create a life to leave her abuser and to leave her family and everything behind. So if you really did know that you were abused then, why are you claiming now exactly. to have just kind of figured it out? See, it's, an- it's another plot hole. I'm like, so the only, the only thing I can think of is, okay, you just wanted to get away from your family. But here you are in the third episode telling us that you wanted to get away because your dad was an abuser. Uh, now, she is coming into a lot of these revelations uh, as the episode goes on. So, you know, but again, convicted liar, self-admitted liar. And we know that she uses a little bit of the truth with a little bit of the lie. So, but I do think that it's possible that this was the first time where she had the time to self-reflect and really remember the maybe density of. Well, and she also, with, with this whole thing, you know, even if she didn't want to go back and relive all of this, she had to because of what she was doing. And she definitely had a lot of, like, holy shit moments, like, like epiphanies and just. But at the same time, if you're in jail, in solitary confinement, Again, you're thinking about yourself. I would be thinking about my child and just like, oh, it's just another thing that doesn't make sense to me that I'm like, I don't know. Like, I do feel you're being genuine and finally starting to be honest, but there's plot holes in what you are saying still. Why are you not thinking about your daughter? I guess. Well, now that I'm saying it, I'm kind of figuring it out based off of her trauma response. She still thinks that she's okay. So she doesn't have to think about her, I, I, I guess. I'm sorry, but if it's now going on to whatever, how long she's now been in jail for, thinking that her child's away, but not once is the child found or she actually sees a physical, her physical self there. Like, I don't know about you, but I honestly feel like my, there's not something, something's not right. My child is nowhere to be found. Did not- so basically, um, they said that she thought, that her dad had kidnapped her and was holding I, her, essentially. Like, that's the rational rationale. Why but why, though? Like, it just doesn't make sense. I mean, we know, that, sense. we know that her family didn't like or approve of her choices. But, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But she put all her trust into daddy because that's what she was, quote, unquote, trained to do. If if her father was a, that loving grandfather that he tells everyone that he is, like if if your granddaughter's okay, then why why are you coming out in public, you know, looking ask, asking where's where's my granddaughter, where is she at, putting on why this persona? Just, why not just be honest and be like, look, like is. there was a there was an accident that happened, you know, my daughter's okay, my daughter's at the my granddaughter's at the hospital on life support, my my daughter my granddaughter's sick. It just does not mix, but it does. But yeah, there there was actually a time where they were getting money from this little campaign that they were doing, you know, raising money to where's oh, yeah. Kaylee, where's Kaylee. They bought a boat. Did you see about the whole boat thing? And they named it the Kaylee Marie. It was twenty seven thousand dollars that they received. Yeah, a brand new boat, one eight hundred missing children. <laughs> uh, so this was the day Pat McKenna. Was that his name? I think so, yeah. 
um, Pat, part of her defense lawyer, um, goes over to the house and is trying to talk to them. And um, this is the day that Kaylee's remains were found. And he goes over there expecting them to be grieving, heart grandparents. And Cindy's on the phone booking media stuff. And someone's on the floor talking about money raised for the foundation that they started. Mm -hmm. And the behavior after the remains is just very, very, very sus. Everyone handles grief differently, mind you. But they just found that. To me, if you're not reacting and they are just found, either you're in denial, similar to your daughter, Mm -hmm. or... You already know that she's remains and have mentally prepared yourself for that. So you're able to continue on with uh, your life. They, it, uh, it made no it sense. Just, but but they no just seem more thrilled and proud that they got a boat rather than the whole, my granddaughter was yeah. found. Like like you said, like I would And they be, take the boat out. They take the boat. And, and clearly, look, like she was already tanning and stuff. It wasn't the first time they took the boat out. And it, it, to me... Like, What's the point of a fucking boat for missing... Oh, because they were looking for bodies. No, they were having drinks on the, on the mm-hmm. boat, having a jolly old fucking time, while their daughter is in jail, for one. Two, the remains of you know your granddaughter has been found but oh no look at this boat that we spent twenty seven thousand dollars on absolutely mind-blowing yeah so hey. circling back <laughs> we're in 2009 um and the 31 days of partying so they say that she was completely disassociated to protect her own mind um okay. now they do speak to a grief specialist who um pretty much does confirm that yeah it was that but it was that behavior that it started with an r that i couldn't remember but it was just like how she grieved about it and how she didn't show signs pressed it um oh here it is dr sally Karoff. Karoff is a grief specialist and she said young people who uh experience traumatic events are reluctant grievers reluctant yeah and just uncommon for them to grieve the same way that a run-of-a-mill adult does and just when you add trauma response to it so basically you grieve and experience trauma based off of how you were raised which i found very fascinating (laughs) yeah i didn't know there was i know there i i knew there was different types of grievers but i didn't know about the reluctant grieving where that really played a toll on casey anthony and how she dealt with the whole thing we have a professional telling us all of that so i guess you know you you could take that or leave it but it does make sense and not every young person would grieve or react that way but it does make sense when you have such a huge trauma as losing a child and then having this abuser which if you look at the structure of abusers kind of how they make themselves you know the almighty almost yeah it it does somewhat make sense um and she claims that george would call her meet me here at this time and at the drop of the hat that she would and she may have been at clubs and partying but she wasn't drinking and no one sees you crying in the bathroom 
I'm like, mm, yeah. Ah. Mm. So basically, what it feels like at this point is that she's being blackmailed. Sounds like. But it. with what? Yeah. But but what's the blackmail? Like, okay, yes, your daughter's dead. What's the other part of it? But anyway, it's so confusing. once once Kaylee was found, they automatically upped the charges on Casey to first degree murder because of the fact that it just they just pointed to her that it was her. They found her. It's not George. It's not the mother. Um, and because of that, she was sent back to jail. Uh, now, what's interesting is they offer her a deal, as they do. They offer her 20 years uh, to life. But she has to accept the responsibility for Kaylee's death. And she says, no fucking way. And that, that says something. That just says something. Because, you know, if, if you did it and they're just like, look, you don't have to spend life in prison, but I'm going to give you 20 years. What if, if someone did it, they would probably take that because it's an opportunity to get out of prison and not have to be there. But obviously it just shows with Casey. If she's saying, fuck, no, like I'm not doing this because that, that to me just shows that she didn't do it. If she doesn't because having that or at least has a belief like yeah she doesn't appear to have the a psychopath would have the balls to be like yeah i can get away with this so for her to turn down a 20-year plea deal it it does say something not no matter what your views are it, it's especially so with this case um, where i'm sure they learned like like they, if you don't take this like they're they're wanting death for you because of what with all yeah. this and if she still said no on that like she really wants to prove it and, and let me tell you something you know i'm gonna i'm gonna compare this again about with with the whole amber her thing casey anthony showed more emotion during this entire and remorse and remorse during this entire trial that amber her did in the whole her little finger the little finger thing <laughs> like it clearly this was affecting her and especially when they were talking about you know because they really dive deep into you know george with the allegations of her you know raping her as a child and stuff like that and you know when she was disagreeing something you clearly could see like she's like no like shaking her head on things or clear like she's trying so hard not to cry you know when things were brought up like i really generally saw that and not an amber and not an amber her cry. With tears, there's actual yeah. water. <laughs> so I saw that. Like, I really did truly see that in, in, in them. So taking everything that we have and know and just looking at the evidence, what evidence do we have? So we have the duct tape, which, again, is confusing. Yeah. And then there's traces of chloroform, which in the case of Casey Anthony is very interesting so they and there's a computer search for chloroform how to make it at home which it is a home computer everyone has access to including George <laughs> and it's basically damn near impossible to create chloroform at home you would have to be a full blown chemist to know how to do all that you would need a a distiller to separate the chloroform from the solution and they don't have that and even if you did make homemade it could kill you which it could have been a cause of death we don't know what tests they did also jose says in um court that 
the traces that they found were so remote, they could have been cleaning products. Dr. Henry Lee says it could have been, he worked on this case as well, said it could have been from the glue adhesive from the trunk liner. Mm -hmm. So it's not a solid, circumstantial at best. (sighs) You have the dogs. Again, it's not foolproof, so you can poke holes in that. And the dogs didn't alert a second time, which they're supposed to do, but again, not an exact science, but they did alert, but Casey's not the only one who had access to the car, but they don't even seem to look at that. So there's no solid facts. Again, we're working off of perception. So I can understand how she got acquitted. Whether she's guilty or not, if you're looking at just the evidence that we're being shown, there it's not without a reasonable doubt. There is reasonable doubt. Yeah, it. I I knew all along whenever the verdict. Cause I I watched when the verdict was read, like it, live everything, and you know all everyone was just like you know she's guilty whatever. But when when that not guilty verdict came out on July fifth, two thousand eleven. I, I I was not surprised. Let's be real. I was not surprised because there wasn't enough evidence against her. All they had was what they found on Kaylee and what they found with the car. And perception. And the perception of her father. Everything, everything else was just her behavior, which I mean isn't great. But John Allen and multiple other people say it. Just because you're a liar doesn't make you oh, a murderer. And you know what, though? Another big thing that probably helped the defense was Crystal Holloway, I believe her name was. Crystal. Yes. Who was... The mistress. Who was originally part of the search group. Uh, she, I guess she met George underneath the tent uh, whenever the whole thing with, you know, Kaylee's missing and all that. So apparently they had an affair and George told her certain things. Um, just so um, and it, it speaks to his personality and I don't see how nobody picked this up yeah what kind of cojones do you have to have man to strike up an affair in the middle of a missing person and not just anybody but somebody who was part of wanting to find Kaylee and they met during this whole search thing that they had at the house giving out I t-shirts say, I'm and not stuff surprised like that. by the woman I'm really not. You you see people who uh, throw themselves at serial killers all the time. So it's really not that far-fetched to me. But what is far-fetched is to have a complying party on the other side of it. Just, ugh. Uh, but I'm very, you know, at the end of the day, like, if, if someone's accusing something against me on something that I knew I didn't do, I would hope that... I will get all the evidence that they can to prove my innocence. And that woman, mm-hmm. they even even they the, the people on the defense team, they said if it wasn't for that woman, they they probably would have had a different outcome. Um, oh, so yeah. kudos for that. Good for you, Crystal. Good for you, Crystal. So you might be like, well, this abuse allegation that she's claiming, she claims to have told her mom the abuse from her brother. And her mother says to oh, her. Oh, man. So that's why you're. That's a probably whore. why Casey. That's probably why Casey never went to her family to to. My exp- jaw dropped. How? Well, yeah, because if if you know if she's saying that this is why you're a whore, 
type of thing. Just imagine what she would say if she's doing now these allegations against her father. I can only imagine what she would say. Obviously, I'm sure she'll be in denial, but but this wasn't the first time that George cheated because there was a time where Cindy kicked him out of the house with a cheating scam. Do you remember? There was a time in the th- in the third episode. But yeah, in the third episode, she was talking about like, you know, with with George being kicked out, that short period of time when it was just her mom, Kaylee, and herself, that was the best time. And that was the time where she felt safe. And that was the time where she felt great. Like, it was just a nice home. It was a home, I guess. That, that was the best way I could describe it. Um, so, but, so this wasn't the first time that George cheated. So I'm just curious, like, oh. if, if she would have went to her mom and said that, hey, like, my dad has been doing this to me from the time I was eight to the time I was 12. I think she would have had to have done it while he was out of the house. Must have. Like, during during that time period that you were just talking about. Because um, George isn't there to sway her any other way. Uh, but who knows? Who knows? Um, but um, to this day... George denies any and all allegations of abuse, affairs, accidents, murders, and cover-ups, which uh, I think is that's really funny. Ridiculous. Let me tell you though. Mm-hmm. So I, so she had the her ex-boyfriend's friends, roommates, whatever, all in this episode, and there mm-hmm. is this one person. Uh, I forget his name. You know his name, uh, Clint House. The cuckoo one. The cuckoo one. So he, to this day, was convinced that she did it. You know, we convinced that, oh, there was possibility that Zanny, the nanny was, Xanax was the nanny. He, he even emailed George. Which is fucked up, I thought. Why would you do yeah. that? Like, this has nothing to do You're with inserting you. inserting yourself where you don't This want. has nothing to do with you. What the fuck are you doing? You know, but the best is just like when the interviewer was talking about like, okay, so... George was going on interviews saying that my daughter had no way of doing this. Like she, she is the best mom to Kaylee and then turning around whenever the court was happening and he was the prosecution's main witness on everything and pushing to get his daughter on death row. Does that make fucking sense? Yeah. And they ask him, they're like, would you um, testify against your child in a death row case? And he's like, if he did it yes yes i would and (laughs) but yeah but here's the interviews you know saying that my daughter didn't do this but yet turning around and pushing to get your daughter into death row does that make sense and then this guy like had a fucking light bulb go off and he was just like about the trauma they tell him about the basically the trauma psychologist who says that all of this aligns up as a trauma response she disassociated during that time which is why she i don't know did what she did Uh, but uh, but he just like (laughs) it was so funny it was very dramatic there was very dramatic on his end he's like oh oh i didn't know he was like eating his words it was it was satisfying honestly they were schooling him and the other roommate cameron something he had to walk away he had to walk away for five minutes because he couldn't believe it he needed a cigarette break. He was like, oh, my God. <sighs> so just to kind of wrap it up a little bit, um, there was this one blogger, Kristen Patton, who started to put together 
the inconsistencies of George and that nobody, especially the media, didn't notice his back and forth. In one of his testimonies, George claims to have been the one who smelled the decomp. Oh, which is bullshit. Which, uh, of course he did. Of course you he know, did. You know what's um, really crazy? So it didn't make sense, but they asked one of the police officers, the main, I forget what his name was, uh, the main detective, and they're just like, so, you know, if George said all this and did all this, wouldn't that be kind of like, an eye opener to kind of look into and see if he is a candidate to being a uh, part of this. And he was mm-hmm. just like, well, you know, the family lied. He's a good guy. You know, the family lied a lot, but that doesn't mean he did it. And it's like, yeah. what? <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> the same argument that you have against Casey, which doesn't like, make sense. Like she lied, but like, but that doesn't mean she did it. Like, yeah. So they say that, uh, the mother's basically clueless. Lee is standoffish. And George is nothing but helpful. He gave timelines that are all according to oh, George. The best, um, though, the best, though, mm-hmm. was he was talking about the, di- the what Kaylee wore that day, going down every little thing, having pink socks. And then they asked, okay, so what did your wife wear that day? And he had no know. memory of what his wife wore, but knew exactly what his granddaughter wore. You know, going from his dress, a little head, little little bow tie, whatever it like was, overalls or something. I don't know. But it just that right there just screams weird. It just pedophile. Like it's definitely creepy. It's definitely, definitely creepy. Um, just more and more things start coming into light about kind of George and now however it is painting him that once you have the view to look at him like a predator it's hard not to view these things as if he was a predator mm-hmm. so y- your view is kind of biased it's swayed at that point it's hard to not look at it any other way so they completely just disregard the fact that he also has the selective memory. He ends up taking over some of the interviews that the cops have with him mm-hmm. and leading the investigate, like the conversation. And of course they fucking let him because he's a good guy. Oh. And of course, Pat is like, but what proof do you have of him being a good guy? Do you have witnesses? Which again, it it's pretty much the MO of an abuser to look like an upstanding citizen. We know that. It doesn't take much to know that. He he testifies so many times. In the computer, they have one of the most damning computer searches other than the chloroform was foolproof suffocation, <laughs> which, yes, you can look at that from Casey, but one of the things that Casey says early on that George did when abusing her was put a pillow over her head which, to make her pass which out. Which that to me, would, to it was her. crazy whenever Pat McKenna and Casey finally sat down. And I guess he had an epiphany himself on, you know, how Kaylee probably died. Um, was George, you know, abusing her um, to the point of maybe he put something over her head to make sure she wasn't screaming or making any sounds. And it ultimately... It was really hard to to hear him say that, but it, it made Which sense. Is the hardest thing that your abuser, 
your father, nonetheless, who is also your abuser, could have been possibly abusing your daughter. In which, why would Kaylee go with it? I imagine she would be scared, but, you know, she's two, three years old. She doesn't know she doesn't that what's happening is bad. Anything, and if, really. she, if abuse had occurred prior to this, then he, he might have smothered her before. She probably she, she probably thought that this was okay, but you know, but putting putting a pillow over her head to stop any screaming or stop any type of sounds, and he probably did it too, but he probably probably put it too hard on her, and it ultimately suffocated her, and he had to make it seem like he didn't do anything. So maybe that's why he got her wet to make it seem like he found her in the pool. Casey's theory is is that he smothered her some way, somehow, put her in the pool, because, again, he was a former cop, which they wouldn't let us forget, put her in the pool at least long enough to, I guess, engulf her lungs or something to make it look like it was a drowning, which, again, she claims she doesn't really remember that day, but fully remembers that the ladder wasn't on the pool. But she seems mm-hmm. to be very yeah, just little things like that. that. What, again... Looking at it the way that they're making us look at it as if George is an abuser, what was very damning was two things. The memorial and the Dr. Oz interview. So starting off with the memorial, Casey was in jail, so she couldn't- They wouldn't let her. They wouldn't let her attend. And of course, her parents, who are milking this for everything that it's worth, didn't respect Casey's wishes as a parent- Making making a private ceremony. They wanted a private personal ceremony that was all about Kaylee. And they made a spectacle of it, which I'm not going to begin to understand the choices. But you hear George speak about Kaylee. And I honestly don't know if it it's creepy. I would love to hear like a psychologist's perspective of it without having... Like, don't tell him anything. Just show him this and tell us what you think about his, how he talks about Kaylee. He says the sweet smell of Kaylee's sweat. Why would you, who would say that at a memorial? Why would you ever describe a child's sweat like that? It is very, very damning. Now, I'm trying to rationalize it, like missing somebody, like your child. Okay, when you're like in the Scientology the last time that woman hugged her daughter before they disconnected, she was taking in all her smells. Maybe I could see her describing the sweet smell of her sweat. I don't know. When I think of my daughter's sweat, I don't think of it as sweet. I, I think of it as... Go take a shower. Exactly. Ah, like, like, you're no, a stinky butt. Go shower. I remember the t- feel of her skin. Like, I remember her hair. I like. I remember my son's hugs. I remember his... His sweet voice. He describes more of her, and it it's it is creepy. But it's I, uncomfortable. I honestly don't know if it's more creepy because we're looking at it like that. But who in their right mind would talk about the your, the sweet smell of your sweat? And oh, he said the special hug from a small child gives him energy like no other. That was fucking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like I get it, you're trying to come off as Mr. Rogers, and maybe I'm too far into this to look at it any other way. 
but ugh. but see i never even seen the memorial like the whole memorial Me so hearing an outsider looking in and hearing it for the first time it sounds disgusting as fuck i'm sorry like if if yes. someone said that about my child like i i would be like, be like what the fuck are you talking about why do you know what my kid's sweat smells like like but at the same time if i never got to see my kid again i think i would I would probably miss the disgusting smell of her sweat. <laughs> um, yeah, but, you know? but that's his granddaughter. That's not his... I don't know. I I, I mean, there's still that connection. But I guess. the other thing was the Dr. Oz interview, which was, I guess, more recent. I don't know the date on it. I think it was 2018 or 2019. Why are you still making interviews? You know, this is the first interview Casey has done. You are still doing interviews, Cindy and George? Make that make sense. George says he needs to be forgiven by his family and forgiven for what he's done and what he's done to all their lives. And Cindy's like, what do you mean? What have you done? Like, and Casey, this is the first time Casey's seeing that. And she's like, what? Forgiven for what? Yeah. Like, and you could tell that's the first time it seems like he really slipped up. He he let that spew. You get yeah. closer to death, you know. I, I don't know. It was very, very damning. Yeah, and I never even seen the Doctor Oz interview because at this point, I don't want to hear what they have to say anymore. Mm-hmm. They've done so many interviews. What else is there for you to say? You're making yourself look worse. You're trying to say relevant, like th- that was a money move. I don't know about this being a money move, but that was a money move. Earlier, she says she doesn't remember the abuse until she's in jail. And now it's the contradictory statement. Uh, so again, it's that kind of loophole. She believed him for those 31 days. Still doesn't explain the tattoo and chopping it up to the most stupid decision. You say it was really foggy, but you know for sure that there was no ladder at the pool. Uh, I just... Uh, at the end of the day, after watching this whole thing, I started off believing Casey full on did it all. But at, by the time I finished this, though, like I full on believe that that her dad did something. Now, Casey's Casey could have done a little bit better with trying to. to yeah, to because to, there's a lot of things that she could have done better on getting this solved. If if you full on believe you had nothing to do with this, I get that you were in abuse, and I'm sure there's a lot of trauma that came up. But she had every opportunity to call nine one one to and thusly, you're complicit, at least as somewhat some sort of an accomplice in all of this. Because at the end of the day, she still she still had something to do with it. You know, she. I don't believe she maliciously killed her daughter. Unless she's like the world's best psychopath that she fooled every the four plus psychologists who tested her for it, which is really uncommon to happen. I just I don't see her killing her daughter maliciously. I do think more solidly that it is more possible and probable that at least her father's to blame. Now say take abuse out of this and say it was an accident. Casey was sleeping. Ugh. The other adult in the house becomes responsible for the child in the home and should have had their eyes on them. He says she did play, not listen, as three-year-olds do, 
three-year-olds are, I don't care about terrible twos. Forget what you heard about terrible twos, y'all. The threes is where it's at. Terrorizing threes. And she was almost three at the time. And she was almost three at the time. They don't listen. Things happen. You want to play at the pool? Maybe George fell asleep too. Who knows? It was uncommon behavior on Kaylee's part, but it is possible. But that doesn't explain all the everything to hide this all if it was an accident just call 911 and explain what happened you know paramedic maybe there's a sliver of breath left even 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 if for some awful reason that he abused her accidentally killed her put her in the pool still he could have just called 911 said he she drowned in the pool did not put her her daughter his daughter into all of this and put her through hell to to just put everybody through hell and the money and the resources taxpayers like what reason do you have other than maybe the attention from it you really want to kill your daughter that badly it just there's so much that still does not make sense that makes sense and it's so frustrating However, it's nice to hear a little bit more about what could have possibly happened that day. I really want, I really want just an interview with George and him just being honest. Put him up to a lie detector. Fuck, I want something. I want something. Just, just. I want to know if there is enough anything, speculation, reasonable doubt whatever it may be to open the investigation or at least get enough of a for a warrant to pull his phone records and well the i do know that so the casey did mention with the statutation and the safe floor she could open up a case against the alleged abuse yes, the statute of limitations has not run out for her to do that maybe she should i don't i'm sure she's contemplating it but it's just it's going to still be a lot of negative press against casey anthony that's what's going to happen she doesn't really want justice for herself i think as much and I wouldn't do it unless it would lead to openings for them investigating him for Kaylee. Yeah. I I would look into maybe some way, somehow getting him potentially charged as an accomplice, if not for I what would it be? Second degree murder. So moving on from this. So moving on from this, you know, and I'm going to leave it at this. So the end of the episode, we go up, Casey drives up to the house and talks about how the mother still has Kaylee's remains, so uh, which is fucked. I, I personally and she was believe cremated, so they can't re-examine the body, which is unfortunate. So they they have her in a box on the shelf, and Casey has asked multiple times to have her back because she wants to have the proper resting place for her daughter, putting taking her to spots all over the world where she wanted to take her daughter. And laying her, spreading her ashes out. I personally think they should. I personally think they should just give the remains back to Casey and let her have that. She's gonna have to wait. She's gonna have to wait till they're dead. Yeah. Or you know what? How about Lee? You go and snag them one day, 
but i don't think lee's gonna do it because she she accused him of you know she forgives him and she was she made it seem like they mended their relationship i don't know i guess but still like he she put that that out there nice move for you unless lee believes that she did it i don't know he seems to have completely removed himself from the situation which i would have too at this point i mean i want it done i don't want any part of this bye by the end of this my bias is more swayed I do think George had more to do with this than what the police or anyone really looked into. I would love to see them look into it further. Oh, yes. I don't know if it's even possible at this point. But before he dies, I would really like to see that done. If not, I mean, what do you need? Like a GoFundMe to raise the funds to have a private investigation pull those records and a look into it? I don't know. I don't know how it works. But that would be the only thing that would corroborate, I believe is the word, her story. Yeah. And it's just, it's just really sad. It's just really sad. And I wish, I wish sometime in our, in our damn lives that we get the answers that Kaylee deserves, you know, she, she deserves to have a closure. Um, and especially Casey too, just understanding she has a right to know if, if she doesn't know what happens. Anyone who knew Kaylee Murray Anthony, yeah, she would be what sixteen. She'll be almost. Now? She'll be almost seventeen or, or almost eighteen. Yeah, she was born in two thousand five. Yeah. It's almost twenty twenty three. Yeah, she'll be almost eighteen. So she had her entire life taken from her. Way too young. We still don't know why. We don't know if we'll ever know why. But mm-hmm. at least this gives you a different perspective. I know a lot of people are like, fuck no, I'm not even going to give this the time of day. I don't know if Casey got paid for this. I, I'm probably going to look that up. Um, and if she didn't get paid for this, then kudos for her to actually sitting down and <sighs> explaining her side of the story, which, you know, like you said, a lot of people don't want to hear it, but I feel like she has if the she, right to do. I mean, she has every right. If she starts to show up on like Good Morning America and shit, then I don't know about the motives. Like again, I but go I don't to think why, she will. But I don't now? think she will. I don't, I don't think because she, she, she mentioned ever since this all happened, she has such anxiety being around people. And it makes sense, though, that I mean, this is her only interview since the whole thing happened. It makes sense that she doesn't want to be put out there. And maybe she, it's just she wants to put her story out there because, you know, she wants to be able to move on as much as, you know, as much as she wants answers. She has every right to be out in public and you know move on she was acquitted she all the evidence pointed that she didn't do it you know she had no it is what it is at the end of the day it is what it is at least there was no substantial evidence to prove that she did do anything Mm -hmm. um again i would love to see more evidence of the body as weird as that sounds like the manner of death i I have more questions about the manner of death um so if you want to kind of see more there's plenty of other things and documentaries they skew one way to the other it's hard to tell i do like the case of casey anthony i think it's a id on peacock Um, If you want to look further and they more so focus on the evidence and 
kind of take bias out of it as well which is nice i think i think the cool thing too i'm sure youtube actually has the entire trial you could watch the entire oh, if you I'm really sure. if you really want to dabble into that and actually sit down and watch the trial of casey uh, of casey anthony you could probably watch it and get your own take on everything um, i'm not gonna watch it but <laughs> no it's too much I like watching the body language experts, and I'll probably look that up for this. But again, that's like the dogs. It's not an exact science, but that's our take on it. It was long, but man. Very long, but it's it was definitely exciting. It was exciting. Yeah, the holidays are coming up, so we'll probably go a little bit more light and fluffy. Yes. And then sprinkle you with a little controversy, and then probably a little edumacation. Uh, I don't know. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> so, so I'm excited. Thanks for, thanks for sticking with us. Um, yes. Well, I'm sure we'll get some flack for some of our opinions and we'll probably be called sheep. I've already seen a lot of shit talking for people who think that Casey's uh, innocent on the internet right now. It's causing a lot of stir, but um, it is what it is. You're al- allowed to hear each opinion. So, all right. All right. (laughs) No, time for a cigarette or a cigarette equivalent, except I don't smoke. So, (laughs) time for a drink for me. And that's what I'm about to go do right now because I'm going to a hockey game tonight. So, I'm going to be drinking. I'm going to go drink my water. I have to go pick up my kid. (laughs) Oh, same here. Here, sure. I got to go pick up my kid too. Well, thank you so much. And we'll talk to y'all next time. Bye. See you later. Bye.